Aloha my friends. In today's episode, we have Kahelani Hamakua. She is a mother of five, a cultural practitioner, an entrepreneur, yes, and also a kumu for Kaoha, a Ohana Learning Centered program geared towards homeschooling families. And I am so excited to have this mama slash friend slash beauty on today's episode because we talk all about one of my ethnicities, Hawaiian, but more so how to dive more deeper into your own culture or language if that is something that you are trying to explore. But I love what Kahea shares today because she shares also about why it's important for you to get to know your own ethnicity, to get to know your own culture and how to start learning and how to start incorporating that into your own homeschool life, whatever it is that you're doing and how that will help benefit you and your ohana or your family so i'm excited for you to listen in take some great notes she shares some amazing resources it's also in our show notes but yes let's jump into this episode with kahelani hamakua aloha mamas you've made it to the homeschooling entrepreneur mom podcast i'm kavaya quinn rn turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos i know you're frustrated with homeschooling You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. In today's episode, I have one of my dear, I'm going to call her my sisters because this was a long time coming. I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So we only kind of met and got to know each other through our business, maybe a couple years ago, but I found like a Facebook memory of something I saved years ago. And it popped back You know how Facebook just reminds you of all the things that you used to look at and what you saved. And it was my friend Kahea singing a beautiful song. And I was like, I sent it to her. I was like, we were meant to be friends. <laughs> I said, this came up in my memory. I can't believe. I love how the world just continues to connect us to the people we are supposed to be connected to. And that is why I asked and invited Kahea to come onto my podcast because I wanted her to share not just about entrepreneurship but more so about part of me that I know I would love to learn more about, and it is the Hawaiian culture. So I'm going to have Kahea introduce herself real briefly to you all. Aloha, my kako, velina me kia aloha, o Kahea lani hamakua ko'u inoa no molokai mayao ka mai ka ahukua o makakupa ia lawa o ho'olehua. He makua hinevau, he kumu vau, mahawai'i nei, ua ho'omaka vau makaolelo Hawaii'i o yai e kama ilio a bala awa na kako makaolelo Hawaii'i o makaike Hawaii'i ano laila aloha 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 everybody my name is Kahiala ni Hamakua I just wanted to start off in Hawaiian as we will be talking story about 
Iki Hawaiian or Lalo Hawaiian, all of those amazing things. Um, I am originally from Molokai, um, the Ahupua of Makatukaia and Moolehua, um, but I do live on Kauai now. Um, and I am a mother, a kumu, and I'm excited to be here. So mahalo nui kawai for inviting me this morning, early morning, challenging my brain early this morning. <laughs> so aloha, aloha. Yes. Oh my gosh, that sounded so beautiful. And thank you for starting off in Hawaiian. That The language is so beautiful. And I just wanted to say that Kahea and I, we met through our business. And like everyone else, when COVID hit, that's actually when our business took off. And I am in Washington State. She is in Kauai. And I'll be real, like we didn't even actually in-person meet till what like a year or two later <laughs> but through all the zooms through everything that we were connected with through our business literally felt like we we're family and that is a great thing that I appreciate zooms for because I know a lot of people hate zooms nowadays because they're like oh it's so boring I can't believe you're sitting in front of a computer but being far away this is a great way to stay connected with people to stay connected and build relationships and thank you, thank you. She is in a, like she said, she's a mama. And I love it because she's a mama of a gazillion kids like me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like all of you who listen to this. And like she said, she teaches. She also is a rock star in the gym. Go follow her on Instagram. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman inside <laughs> and out. And so we're going to get started because I know she wouldn't say it for herself, but I'm going to say it for her because that is true. That's what I see her as. And I'm super inspired by everything that you represent. So let's start off with your background. Like, tell us, you know, a little bit more about your background in Hawaiian culture, the language, education, because you are a kumu, which if you don't know what that means, you're a teacher. So Tell us a little bit more like how you got into that, you know, why you do it and, you know, why you continue to do it. Absolutely. Mahalo nui. And um, it's funny because I was so attracted to Kavai, you know, when, uh, when through our business on the Zoom. You know, she's so driven and she's so organized and on it. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be her friend. <laughs> and so, you know, I mahalo um, Isogenics for, for connecting us you know, as sisters, and I just, you know, one of the, one of the great perks of our business um, is just connecting, like you said, having that connection, and so thank you, mahalo nui, for inviting me on your, you know, on your podcast, it's, it's such an honor to just, you know, be able to talk story, but anyhow, my background is Olalo Hawaii, or Iki Hawaii in general, and Iki Hawaii is just knowledge, Hawaiian knowledge. For me, I grew up in the Olalo Hawaii. I wouldn't say that Hawaiian language was, was my first language. It was more, it was my second language, but I learned it at a very young age. So about three years old. And that's kind of like the development stages of, you know, picking up languages. So being three years old, learning Olalo Hawaii, I didn't really get the, the transition of English and Hawaiian. I still I, I comprehended in Hawaiian. 
I don't know if that makes sense. But I, you know, I comprehended in Hawaiian from a really young age. So I don't necessarily know when I started speaking Hawaiian. I know it was three because that's when I entered Punanaleo, um, Omoloka'i, which is a Hawaiian language preschool. And back then, that was about 30 plus years ago when the language wasn't necessarily uh, popular as it is today, you know, or used as it is today. Um, during that time, the language was being taught by kupuna or our elders. It wasn't necessarily scholars, uh, masters in Hawaiian language in Olaloma. It was all of the elders. You know, we looked to them because the language wasn't revitalized until recent years. Yeah. You know, we learned from our kupuna in Punanaleo in the Hawaiian language preschool. And that was from, from there on until now. I'm still, you know, using the language as I can with, with my keiki. They also go to um, Hawaiian language immersion school. So, but that's my kind of like my brief background on the Hawaiian language. The culture comes with the olelo, comes with the language. So, you know, you learn through language. And so, yeah, three years old is kind of when I went. I went to Punanaleo, the Hawaiian immersion preschool, and I went all the way up to high school, graduated in immersion. Um, so I am a product of the Kayapuni system. I want to say ever since I graduated high school, I did multiple programs for Ike Hawaii. That is an amazing story. And I'm going to probably, I'm trying to think of everyone I know who went through the entire system. And I know of one, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I went to public school. So I'm like, that is incredible. Because most of the people that I know that started with Hawaiian Immersion ended up going to like a public school afterwards. Right. I want to touch a little bit on that. And it's because a lot of people, you're absolutely correct. A lot of people go to Punanaleo. And then they go to the immersion, maybe only through elementary, and then they branch off, you know, maybe even before elementary, but they branch off intermediate high school, um, and they go back into the public, the English um, teaching, right? And I was just having this conversation with one of my girlfriends, who's also an immersion graduate. Uh, We always kind of have these type of conversations, trying to figure out why, right? Why that happens. And a big reason is a lot of the parents, because we're so Western influenced, right? A lot of the parents are scared that the keiki, their needs to survive. And they're kind of afraid to take their keiki out of the immersion because they feel like they're falling behind. But personally, bilingual keiki is very successful in the world because they have a different type of point of view, right? They see things in a different lens, and they, you know, especially for Kanaka or Hawaiian keiki, because I'm speaking in a Hawaiian perspective, when you learn your own language, you have a better sense of identity. And I think that that's what people forget is that immersion is not just about Hawaiian academic. It's also about sense of identity. You know, it's just the, the fear of the world that we live in today, not being able to keep up um, with everybody else, be successful. Um, you're totally able to keep up. That to me is the most amazing thing is um, being bilingual. Yes. <laughs> is seeing things to a di- uh, from a different perspective. And that is on point because I, as a homeschooler now, I can relate to that fear 
very well because a lot of people who homeschool end up sending their kids to high school or intermediate like they'll, they'll homeschool during preschool and elementary because they feel like okay I can teach my kids all those things but when it starts getting harder quote unquote or their kids they feel like their kids are falling behind they get that fear and they start sending them back to intermediate and high school and I get it it's your own personal choice but I truly believe if you're operating in fear then that is not the way to go because now you're going to teach your kids to operate in fear too it's so scary when you do that you you're doing that for yourself and now unintentionally you're also doing that for your kids right you don't get to like take your kiki out of kayapuni it's just the influence of what's around them too if they don't have a community of strong ike hawaii or hawaiian language people that's around them it's easier for them to be like, no, I just don't put them out. It's too hard. I, you know, I cannot keep up. This is just a, a parent perspective, right? I don't know Lalo Hawaii. I, what they're going to do with this language outside of school? So I'm just going to put them out. It doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter what school, you know, homeschool, immersion, public school. We're all going to have a certain type of education, right? Um, but for me, I think the best thing about going to Kayapuni or being a Kayapuni family is that the sense of identity, going back to that sense of identity. If you think about it, we look at how we are as adults now, our generation, trying to find ourselves, right? Trying to find ourselves, trying to figure out who we are. And having that language at a very young age gives you that sense of identity. So you're not growing up and being like, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to do? What is my kuleana? What, what do I have to do now, you know? But having that language and that ike through the lens of Olalo Hawaii, especially as a kanaka, you already have that kuleana, that responsibility of what you need to do now. So I feel like that's one of the misunderstandings of emerging. And I loved how you put that so nicely together. Like having the language helps you have a sense of identity. And as a Hawaiian who don't have the language, I know for me personally, I feel a missing part in that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I love homeschooling is because I can teach my kids what I wasn't taught. And at the same time, I am now learning. And so I'm excited yeah. about that and um, just navigating that in itself. And it kind of leads into one of the questions that I had is like, why is it so important for Hawaiians, even like for me as a parent who didn't have that education in school, like why is it so important even for now to learn about it, to learn about a culture, our language and so forth? You know, for those that weren't able to grow up in the in Olelo Hawaii, I always have empathy for those that haven't, you know, weren't able to learn Olelo Hawaii and everybody's path is different. So it's nobody to blame, right? We're very programmed. Um, I'm just going to jump into the kingdom, the kingdom times of Hawaii, you know. You know, there was that illegal overthrow, the annexation in 1893. And so you have to think from that time until the early 1980s, when the Hawaiian language was again being revitalized by just a little group of people that was like, you know what? I think it's time for us to get together and create something to revitalize the language. So you have to think 1893 to 1980, that's a whole generation, a couple of generations 
So there's this whole gap of missing, right, of the Olalo Hawaii. And so you have to think that's 100 years of loss of identity for our people. There's no one to blame when a lot of our Hawaiian people don't know their language and know who they are. And I feel like it's so important because that is the way for you to connect to who you are and where you come from. Because a lot of our mo'olelo, our stories, or our history is written in our language. And so you'll get, again, back to sense of identity, you'll get that sense of identity when learning um, language. And we can even go as far as those that are not even blood, but live here in Hawaii to learn Hawaiian. We can go far like that because back in the kingdom days, we weren't, they didn't discriminate on who can Olalo Hawaii or who should Olalo Hawaii. If you live in Hawaii, you should learn Hawaiian. And that goes for anybody that travels or lives in a different country. If you live in Aotearoa or New Zealand, you should learn their language. You know, if you live in Tahiti, you should learn their language. And it's just about learning the perspective of that place so that you're able to see, right, in the lenses of that place. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's important, especially if you are Hawaiian, um, to learn Olalo Hawaii. I truly believe that it will help guide you into understanding your responsibility through your life. I never thought of it that way, like learning if you're not from there. But when you just think, just even breaking it down to simple travel, when we go and travel to, let's say, France, the first thing most people do is try to learn the language as fast as they can, just to basic directions or like how to ask things. And then from there, they are now getting into, you know, the culture and understanding the etiquette or, you know, how to navigate the country better. I can see how that makes sense. And thank you for saying that. Like, it's not, you know... It was missing for a generation. And if you haven't learned, it's really not like, for instance, my fault. I'll put me as an example, because I remember in high school. So that's when we, quote unquote, started to learn Hawaiian culture and whatever. Like we didn't even learn it as much in elementary. I remember Hawaiian studies in seventh grade. That was my first exposure. And I know I didn't, maybe I just didn't like, I know I like schools to a certain extent, but it just. I didn't feel a connection until I took one semester of Hawaiian language. And I was like, wow, this would be really good. But like with anything in public school and arts and extracurricular courses, there wasn't a lot of funding. So then the first kind of classes to go was all of those. And it was never encouraged in school until I started homeschooling. And I had the freedom to choose what my kids can learn and one of the things we decided as a family and especially me and my husband and i just will want to point this out so everyone knows my husband is over 50 percent hawaiian that guy is a whole lot of hawaiian in him amazing i know, I know which is rare right like to find it someone is. it is it's rare who's over 50 percent is incredible and when i went to do the hawaiian math for his genealogy i was like dude you know that your dad is seven eighths hawaiian one eighth chinese and he's like oh yeah i was like do you know what that makes you <laughs> I'm like, that makes you rare. <laughs> yes. He's in the generation of my parents, uh, you know, with the blood quantum. You know yeah. what I mean? So that is, that's, a, that's amazing because 
for me, you know, I'm ashamed to say that I am not, you know, I'm less than 50% Hawaiian. I don't necessarily agree with that. If you come off to Hawaii, if you're Hawaiian and you have Oko Hawaii, then you're Hawaiian. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter of the amount of Hawaiian that you have. You know, again, we're going to go back to the illegal overthrow, the annexation. During that time, that was plantation times as well, right? So there's a lot of traffic coming through to Hawaii. And that's when the intermarriage um, started happening. So that's why you see a lot of us Hawaiian or Chinese, Portuguese, Filipino, Japanese. And it's because we're a mixed fate of all of the traffic that was coming in during that kingdom time. They ended up staying here. There's a lot of local people here in Hawaii that there are people that I know that who are not even Hawaiian that put themselves in learning the language and the culture. And so, you know, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter of how much Hawaiian we have, um, even though I do truly believe it's so, so amazing that there are Kanaka 70%, 80%, 90%. And, uh, you know, a few of my siblings are, are those Hawaiians. <laughs> you know, not my siblings are in that bracket of the nine people that are more than um, but to me, it doesn't matter. It's the sense of you kanaka, regardless of the amount of blood you have. Yes, 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 yes. Because I'm the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because I remember when I used to go work in the hospitals, a lot of my coworkers, who a lot of them were Filipino, which is what I am mainly, <laughs> mainly Filipino. And they would think I was mostly Hawaiian just because of how I looked, how I talked. And that's who I know for me as culture-wise, that's what I connected more with until they realized that it wasn't. And they're like, oh, you Filipino. <laughs> like, oh, not that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's so funny that you said that because it's the same for me. You know, a lot of people are just going to automatically think, oh, Hawaiian, right? When they see me, they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, if you've never seen me before, you're just like, oh my gosh, she's guaranteed Hawaiian. And yes, I am. You know, but I'm just like you, I'm Filipino. But with that, you know, going back to that, it's like, it makes me shame as a Filipino that I don't know my Filipino language, you know? So going back to that, I'm very strong in my, in my Hawaiian culture background, but Filipino, Chinese, Portuguese, which is my other blood, right? Ask me if I know those languages. I do not, you know? <laughs> so at the same time, you know, that, that pushes me to go out and appreciate and learn the languages, my Filipino language, my Portuguese language, you know, my Chinese language, even the culture, their perspective. So growing up, you know, speaking Hawaiian, learning Hawaiian, and, you know, and being raised in the Hawaiian perspective, um, now that I'm older, it makes me want to look into my other blood that I have, learning those languages. I, I want to say, you know, wow, Filipino language is kind of hard. I try. <laughs> I try, I promise. But I just can't get it. I don't know if it's the dialect, you know what I mean? Uh, but for me to, to grasp some of the words because I speak a different language, right? Because I'm bilingual. So being bilingual also helps me recognize uh, different ways of learning, um, different ways of language you know learning language so i do mahalo that being bilingual will help you learn other languages that is so true because i remember one thing and this kind of 
you talking about learning different languages and learning about your culture is such a great gateway to start learning about your family history and kind of just going a little bit off topic but for our homeschool our history quote unquote like we get to pick what we want to learn for history and I know most people are like learn about U.S. history and American history and all these things and (laughs) I'm going to be real. History was not my favorite subject. And I usually fell asleep in history. So (laughs) when I had to decide for my kids, like, oh, man, I got to teach you guys history. At first, I went along with the norm. And I was like, this is not what I want. Like, I could feel it in me. Like, this is not what I want to teach my kids. But when I got to step back and look from like an outside point of view, and I said, you know what, what kind of history do I really want my kids to learn? And that's allowed me to say, I want to start with just our family history, our cultural history, just like you said, what ethnicities are you like, just starting with that can open a gateway to learning so much history. And that was a lot more enjoyable and still is one little thing that I integrated this year into our quote unquote history lesson was my mom zooms my kids once a week. And I called her and I said, I need help with history. And she's like, I don't know how to teach history. (laughs) And I said, I don't need you to teach quote unquote history that you are thinking about. What I need you to do is share stories with them. I want you to share stories about your history as a child growing up in Hawaii, growing up, you know, doing all the things that you used to do that you told us how you um, played by the beach, how, what you, you know, when you guys went fishing, when you guys were in the farm, like all those things, tell my kids about it. She's like, okay. So she would call them once a week on Zoom and just talk to them about it to the point now that they are so excited to go back to Hawaii to visit the spots that she has talked about to relive that, to go catch crabs, you know, on the beach and all those things. And I'm like, that is history. That is learning about it. It really just starts with you going into your own history, your own background. And that is something that I feel like more people need to do. And on the flip side, I do know one other thing. I remember my mom mentioning, like I said, we're mostly Filipino. My grandpa, my mom's dad, he kind of still has a Filipino accent, the most thickest out of everyone in the family. My grandma, she's half Hawaiian, half Filipino, not as much. She didn't have accent. And I remember asking my mom, like, why don't we have an accent? Because half the people don't realize I'm Filipino because I don't have an accent. You don't have an accent. And she said, when we were younger, grandma and grandpa were in fear that we, I don't know if it was like, what the government was doing but basically they were so afraid to teach them Hawaiian or Filipino that they wanted their kids to learn English so well without any of their culture accent that that's what they were told when they were younger and that is why none of my mom and her siblings have accents either it's because it started with that fear mentality that they had to grow up in And when you said that about accents, I was like, wow, that brought back my mom telling me that. So, so crazy. The history. That is, that is amazing. I love that story that you just shared about your mom. And, you know, again, that fear, right? Same with Olalo Hawaii, right? That fear of not being able to make it. But you have to think the English language is so worldwide that no matter what language you grow up in, 
you're going to eventually learn English. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. But because we're so uh, Western influenced, right, we're programmed into thinking that, oh, no, the English language is the first language we have to learn. You know, because we're not going to make it in this world. We're no, the kids are not going to be able to communicate with anybody if, you know, they don't know English. And a part of that is a, is a little true, right, because of the world that we live in. Um, but at the same time, you know, going back to history, tying back into your story about your mom sharing, that's kind of like cultural perspective, right? If we're thinking Hawaiian, genealogy is super important in the Hawaiian perspective. You know, understand, not only understanding your language and your history, but also understanding the history of your family, like you mentioned, you know, genealogy. And I think that's so beautiful that you got to do the Zooms with your kids, with, you know, with their grandparents. It makes me want to do that with my kids, you know, because my grandparents are, you know, their grandparents, which is my parents, do not live on Kauai. You know, they're still back on Molokai, so they're not as exposed, right, to their grandparents as much as I would love them to be, even though we're only uh, a hop an island away. But if you live in Hawaii, you know, you already know, it, the, everything is super expensive right now. <laughs> you know, in general, and I have five cakes, just like Kauai. So, you know, that's like $2,000 going back to Molokai. That's two flights, right? <laughs> so, mahalo for sharing that, because that makes me want to do the same, you know, with my kiki zooming my mom and my dad to learn their their you know history of their family so mahalo and my dad too he's pure filipino and when you talked about the accent right when i was growing up you know my grandparents my my grandma her filipino accent was really strong but i could understand her I feel like when you're younger and you're a little kiki you understand you, you pick up really quickly um so my my grandma had a really strong accent but my papa my filipino papa he spoke hawaiian and so for my whole entire like younger years i thought he was a hawaiian grandpa you know what i mean i thought he was hawaiian he only spoke hawaiian to me but he was pure filipino and he learned olala hawaii to connect with me uh to have that connection with me and he passed away you know i want to say a few years ago but every time he would see me, he only spoke Hawaiian to me. And so I only thought he was Hawaiian, but he was actually Filipino. You know, so it's just amazing that type of history, right? That type of stories to share with our keiki, because that's amazing. But it also shows you that no matter what ethnicity you are, you are able to learn a different language. Yes, and I think that kind of answers the question that I was going to ask, but it kind of just like flows right into it. How do you just start educating yourself and learning? It's like, one, just start with your own history. Just start with learning your culture. And that is like just a great place to just dip your toes in there and then, um, you know, just explore it. But is there any other way that you know of that people can start learning, educating themselves about Olelo Hawaii or um, the culture or anything like that? Any resources that you know? Absolutely. Besides resources, you know, I always encourage everyone to utilize the words that you already know. I feel like a lot of people don't think that they know a lot of Hawaiian words, but they do. Believe it or not, a lot of people that don't speak Hawaiian knows a lot of Hawaiian words. And we learn it through, you know, uh, pigeon, right? We learn it through pigeon. We learn it through reading different signs. We learn it through songs. 
believe it or not, a lot of people who are listening know a lot of Hawaiian words. It's just utilizing it on a daily basis where it's normal versus thinking about it. So for anybody that, that knows a few Hawaiian language words, use it. That's my number one thing. Use it until it's normal. I want to say it like that. To say there are so many resources nowadays because of the internet. Back in the back in the day when I was learning language, there wasn't as wide resources as there is now. There are so many different resources that'll help you and guide you along the way of learning Olalo Hawaii from Duolingo, which is an app. There's Halehuaka, which is a Hawaiian language curriculum used mainly for elementary, intermediate. You can use their program. There's my cousin. I don't know if he knows that we're cousins, but I know we're cousins. He taught himself Olalo Hawaii. And so now he is also on a social media platform helping and guiding others to learn Olalo Hawaii. Ke'alala or Ka'alala. Uh, that's his tag on Instagram. Uh, but he's also a very good resource to learning Olalo Hawaii. There's multiple workshops online, but there's so many different resources, I have to say. The internet is the, your number one. Do not Google Olalo Hawaii names or Olalo Hawaii anything. Google <laughs> it cracks me up when they translate certain things. Right now, there's no excuses. <laughs> there's no excuses of not being able to learn Hawaiian you know what right. I mean because of the the wide resources on the internet <laughs> yeah no that is so true and I I like how you said utilize the words you already know because you probably know a lot and I was sitting here thinking like what do I know <laughs> I was lucky enough for Riser, who's my oldest the reason why I I felt like I was a little bit more prepared for homeschooling was because we participated in a parent participating homeschool with Kekioka Aina, which speaks Hawaiian, the Olelo Hawaiian, and they mix it in there. And I enjoyed that to the fullest because I got to learn alongside my son, utilize those words at home, put it into our normal language. And we did that for a while. And then I remember once, I think it was like, once I stopped going to parent participating preschool, had more gazillion kids, it kind of just, you know, tapered off. But I did keep that binder for my homeschool. And ironically, how you said, like, just go and use what you have. I started doing that again when I started to make my quote unquote history curriculum um, with the culture. And I was telling my husband, remember when we used to say more of these? And he's like, yeah, I was like, well, we need to start doing that. It got to the point where I would speak in like my little words in public so that my kids, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody who knows a different language uses those words in public. So nobody else knows what you're talking about, but you do. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I do that all the time. <laughs> like you say, A-ole, with a smile. And, <laughs> right. and I was doing that in Costco. I remember I was sitting, so this is pre-COVID. I was sitting in Costco eating pizza with my kids and I was telling them to just like sit down in Hawaiian, like be quiet, <laughs> like with a smile on my face. And I didn't realize there was a local couple sitting next to me <laughs> from Hawaii. Um, but they've just been up here for a while and they were sitting on the table next to me. And almost when we were ready to go, they turned and they looked at me and they said, 
your kids are so well behaved because we knew exactly what you were telling them the whole time. And I started laughing. And I was like, oh, you from Hawaii too? And That's like, amazing. Yep. <laughs> oh, they're like, you handle See, that. See, we no know fun. more than we, we know more than we think we know. Totally. And yes, I, I definitely sold my children in Olalo, Hawaii when we are out in the public. And of course, with a smile on my face, right? And then they're like, oh my gosh, beautiful that you guys are, you know, you speak Hawaiian to your keiki. I was like, oh yeah, mahalo. And in my head, I'm like, I just started, sold. you know what I mean? I just finished holding them. <laughs> so right. it is, it's hilarious. I love that. It yeah. is. I'm it's like, so if you only knew the things I was saying to them, <laughs> but I realized like, even though like, I was just mainly telling them to like, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> stop running around exactly you know like those things but yeah, rather right rather than the angry mom way I'm like hey we're just gonna do it in Hawaiian and they're they're gonna know so that is something I'm gonna incorporate again and I love it I love this whole you know conversation I know I was gonna talk to you more about your entrepreneur journey and so forth but I'd rather talk to you more about <laughs> the culture and hey, you all know those- not to cut you off, but I kind of wanted to uh, put something in because we're talking about homeschooling this whole time. Um, and I didn't get to plug it in, connecting this whole thing because I am a Pumu, right? I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher for a Ohana Learning Centered program, which is catered to homeschool Kiki. So we, yeah, we do have a program here that we're contracted out of Kanoka which is a school on the Hawaii Island. Um, the big island, and we provide programs and resources, cultural, Hawaii cultural resources, to our homeschooling ohana. And it's an ohana, we call it ohana learning-centered program, because really the parents are the teachers, right? We just provide them with opportunities to put themselves in Olalo Hawaii and Ike Hawaii. It was amazing that you asked me to be on here, you know, especially because I know that you have um, you know, you're a homeschool mama, you know, and I'm, I'm a part of a program that helps guide homeschool cake. Oh my gosh. You know, and <laughs> that's incredible. You know, and it's just so meant to be, you know, so meant to be, but in our program, you have to take Olalo Hawaii classes. The cake, you have to take Olalo Hawaii classes. It's not Olalo Hawaii driven, you know, not everything is in the language, but the language, the Olalo Hawaii is a requirement. From what you were saying this entire time, the language is what you should start with when, if you want to be like, I want to learn more about Hawaiian culture, start with the language. If you're doing something with homeschooling or you have a program set, that has to be in the foundation of it because if one, you don't know the words, how to speak or even how Mm -hmm. to project it, like that is all integrated in there for sure. Um, tell us more on how how people For can be sure. involved in your homeschooling program. We're only based in Hawaii. So you have to be a resident here um, in Hawaii in order to be a part of our program. Um, and it's just kind of very similar to a schooling system. Um, you know, you do have your grade level pumu or your grade level teachers. You do have your standard uh, classes that you have to take. But again, there is the Olalo Hawaii uh, that it is a requirement for uh, to pass your grade. And then because we're catered to homeschool keiki, uh, we don't necessarily see them 
face-to-face every day, like a regular school. Um, but we do have weekly face-to-face activities. Right now, because of the whole COVID, of course, we have to kind of step away from that. So now we're doing a monthly type of thing. And that's where we go, you know, around the different islands, um, learn about the, the places, the history of the place. We collaborate with other community partners where they are exposed to, let's say, for instance, the fish pond over here. You know, they're able to go to the fish pond, they're able to go to the lo'i or the taro patches, you know, different places for different community partners so that they can build that connection, right? So that, you know, again, as a homeschooling mama, if you're at homeschool and you, when you build that connection, you're able to communicate with that, part, that community partner and be like, hey, are we able to come, you know, give back on this day or that day? And it doesn't necessarily have to be through our program, it can just be through the connections that you made um, in the community. So that's kind of what we do in a, in a nutshell. I've been a part of this program for, I want to say, four years. And so I do a lot of the face-to-face interaction teaching when we see the kids. Incredible. I know as a homeschooler, even though I'm not in Hawaii, just wherever you are, there are times, there are a lot of times you just feel like you're alone. But I appreciate having groups who provide opportunities like that for homeschoolers. We are in a place right now where we have a studio that does homeschooling STEM that my kids are involved in. Prior to COVID, my kids actually were involved in homeschool STEM, homeschool swim, and homeschooled art. So they had so much programs that they could take advantage of as a homeschooler. And that is definitely a need. And for you guys to provide that is huge for that community itself um, in Hawaii. And I feel like a lot more people need to know about it because one, just the opportunities you guys get, like the fact that they can go and see in person and make that connection is so valuable. But two, to build community is is huge as a homeschooler. As with anything in itself, you are also providing a place for others to connect just with each other in the classroom and see that they're not alone on their homeschooling journey or on their journey with, you know, learning about their culture or just their journey with learning about where they live and how they can give back to their community. Man, you guys are doing amazing things. So definitely give me all the links to that so I can share that with everyone. I will. I feel like we need to do this again because there was so much, (laughs) so much goodness. But I'm gonna gonna leave it at that because yes, I wanna have you come back on again and we'll talk more. Um, This is something that, like I said, for me personally is dear to my heart, but I am so grateful that you've come and shared all your knowledge and experiences with me and my audience, the homeschooling entrepreneur mom audience. Is there anything you would like to leave here or say? Yes, mahalo. You know, I just wanted to mahalo you, Kavai, for inviting me to share on your platform. You know, I, I feel like when you asked me, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity, you know, to share that it's not impossible to learn. What school or what program you're still able to learn no matter where you are, even if you're not in Hawaii. Don't give up. As a Kanaka Hawaii, I want to say, and I'm going to say this boldly, you have that kuleana, you you know, you have that kuleana, that responsibility to perpetuate who you are as a Hawaiian through language, through history. 
So we're never too old. It's never too late to learn. Get out there. There's so much resources. And I am here to guide and help you as well. So mahalo noi. Oh, mahalo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know my audience, they are going to be so grateful for everything that you shared with them, whether they are Hawaiian, ethnicity, or, you know, blood or not. Like you said, it speaks to a lot of people's hearts. And that's definitely where it should start from. It's just how does your heart feel? And so I'm grateful. Thank you again for joining me. And to my audience, definitely go check out all the links. They will be in the show notes. You can follow my beautiful friend here. Tell them where to find you on Instagram. <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel <laughs> starstruck. Um, you can follow me um, at K. Hamakua, that's my last name, Hamakua, like the coast on Big Island. Um, but Ke Hamakua, that's where you can find me. I try to share as much Ke Hawaii as I can. I do look forward to, in the future, helping and coaching and guiding others through the Hawaiian perspective and the Hawaiian language. So follow me. Let's bella out. Let's talk story. I'm here to guide and help all of you. So mahalo, mahalo. Yes, yes, yes. And she is, I'm going to say it one more time. She is such a beautiful, beautiful Vahine inside and out. And you will love all the things she shares. And I'm going to leave that right there. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So definitely go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.